0: Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, where you can win yourself $1,000 just about six minutes from right now with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. We'll give you your first keyword, 610. Continue to do it every hour until 9 o'clock this evening. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Buddy, I'm all excited today. Okay. New Tour Tuesday coming up 9 o'clock. New Harry Styles. People are telling me Harry Styles is the new David Bowie. And that's a big swing. Now, I don't yeah. know that he's not, okay? I don't know that he won't end up being that. But that's a pretty
1: big swing. Well, I don't understand why people decide to throw these anchors around artists, athletes, the next. and the such. you're, oh, you're going to be the next this. And it's like, dude, what do you, you, you putting that on that guy for? Ease it down. Yeah. Ease it down. New Lady
0: Antebellum. And then Fozzie's new song, oh, nice. Judas Fozzie, obviously uh, fronted by former WWE star, God, I forget his
1: name now. Chris Jericho, Jericho, current yes. WWE star. He still does. He still goes out there and does his thing. He's taking really? a li- he's taking a little break right now. Like, yo, did he just wrestled on Monday uh, really? last week? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. he uh, he's going out on tour with Fozzy, and uh, but for an old dude, he's still pretty good in the ring. And uh, you know, I, I, I dig Fozzy. It's not like the best band in the world. No. I'm not trying to make it sound like that at all. No, but as far as like a band fronted by a pro wrestler, he knows what it is.
0: Pretty all right. So we'll take a listen to their new song. Judas, and we'll find out that WWE wrestlers <laughs> can't do two things. Um, I, I actually saw. Him, I worked one of his shows. I, I bartended one of his shows at, at Peabody's, and he had like this light up jacket. Oh that he yeah, wears yeah, oh yeah. Everything. I mean, but I. I'll, I will say this after the show stuck around and hung out with everybody from the building. Everybody from the crew got a picture. That whole thing was really, really good to everyone.
1: That's big in pro wrestling is taking care of the fans, much like NASCAR and like yeah. kind of understanding. And I don't want to say Fozzie is like a parody of a band, but it's close. It's not quite Steel Panther, but it's close. It's tongue in cheek, yeah. but it's not a parody. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in that like, oh, I know it's not that serious, but I still kind of take it serious. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I can't wait to hear it.
0: They Pretend they don't take it all that seriously, but they're hoping one song makes a mm-hmm. breakout mm-hmm. massive hit mm-hmm. so they can become Completely. legitimate. Yeah,
1: Completely. that's exactly what it is.
0: So I don't know, I, and I apologize, uh, listening audience. I don't know exactly where Leesville is, right. but, uh, but Ed out of Leesville is very disappointed this morning. Okay. As yesterday afternoon, our afternoon guy Kramer was out sick. Wasn't feeling all that well. Apparently, that big old snowflake had a couple of sniffles yeah, and, we'll sniff- and found it hard to come in here and go, Godsmack on Rockwood Six Nine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, he couldn't suffer through that with the, with the sniffles he had. But Ed's a big Kramer fan, all right. and he was all excited, thinking, Oh. They've fired Stansberry, Fantone lost his job, and they're going to put Kramer on in the morning.
1: Because Kramer wasn't there in the afternoons, yeah, that's, was, that's what was happening? he was all fingers crossed. That's all how right. much that guy doesn't like us. Well, sorry, dude. What would you say his name was? Ed. Ed from Leesville. Yeah. Leesville uh, in Carroll County, I just saw. Uh, and according oh. to the 2010 census, Here a go. population of 158 people.
0: All right. Well, I bet 157 <laughs> people in Leesville like us just fine. But Ed, Ed does not. Not a fan, he's not in not the business. Interested enough us at all. Uh, I will say this, buddy. Yeah. I know you're the big NBA guy, yeah. but no LeBron for a week kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, it does, <laughs> man. Yeah, it does.
0: No, no LeBron for a week kind of sucks. I can't imagine that the NBA loves that,
1: right? No. I mean, obviously, the NBA would prefer everything to go Game 7. To I mean, they're up. happy to have
0: a dominant athlete in LeBron James, but yeah, 7-game series is what TV networks want,
1: right? Right, right, right. It's what TV networks want. It's, it, it's kind of what you'd want as, you know, a fan, but at the end of the day, man, I mean, you've got the two premier teams in the NBA both sweeping and and I guess that's good from the sense of like as long as
0: you get that finals and it and that series is good everything else might wash out, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, essentially, I, I, I believe so. And I believe that really, if, if you take a step back now, of course, this year might be a little bit different, but if you really take a step back and look at it, I would say that's the best case scenario for the NBA is to continue this rivalry between Cleveland and Golden State just because it builds the bigger brand. Laker Celtics. Yeah, it builds the bigger picture. Now, on, on an individual level, if you're a Milwaukee fan or if you are, you know, somebody who's somebody who wants to watch... Good basketball and eh, maybe not the best thing in the world, but if you're looking for Jersey sales, if you're looking for, you know, expansion in China, you can't ask for a better finals than those two. Because remember when like uh, when it was supposed to be Kobe versus LeBron and they yeah. had the Muppets and then the Cavs didn't make the finals and the NBA was just sitting there with their D in their hand like,
0: oh, oh, yeah, we didn't think about that.
1: Yeah. yeah so wow, uh, I completely
0: forgot about so that. so I
1: think they 've got their fingers crossed. I mean obviously golden State sweeping up last or sweeping up Utah last night um it just it in just, dramatic fashion too, every right? everything, everything that we 've kind of assumed just seems to be playing out as reality of like, well dude. Regular season really doesn't matter. Are mad. they going to sweep either? really don't matter.
0: Will the Cavs sweep either Boston or Washington? Like,
1: uh, I think it's a possibility. Um, I would say it probably be harder to do with 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 uh, Washington with Washington, just because they have good guards, and I think Kyrie gets exposed at one of those times, and that puts a lot of workload on J.R. Smith. Um, but the thing with Boston is, and uh, you know, Draymond Green came out and said it and called Kelly Olynyk a dirty player. I'm legit worried if we play Boston that somebody's going to end up getting hurt. Somebody's going to end up and you know is not going to be available. For the finals. So, like, there's a little bit of, like, well, dude, I'd rather just take on Washington and hopefully Kevin, or Kevin Love's arm won't get ripped out of the socket.
0: You know what, Draymond did call. Olenek a dirty player, which yeah. I thought was hysterical coming out of Draymond's mouth. Right. And he actually, he had a mouthful to say about LeBron and the Cavaliers. And actually, I want to look into that. Let's do that after we give people hooked up at this $1,000 right now.
1: Saying, like, well, why not just go out there and right. start punching each other in the face? So uh, y- y- you can't do stuff like that and not be a dirty player.
0: But this needs to be said by somebody that's not named Draymond Green, given his history. I mean, this is the kick him in the balls guy. I mean, he spent an entire season kicking guys in the balls. Getting thrown out of games, technicals, constantly, you know what I mean? Like he's, he himself has been accused of being a dirty player, is kind of a dirty player,
1: dirty ish yeah I, I, of course I mean you. you so can't, to say you don't respect a guy that does what you do seems crazy you can't make the argument that Draymond Green and Chump did it the other night where he kicked his leg out and that was a dirty move by him I mean you can't, you can't start kicking dudes in the balls and then oh dude I, I didn't know I was doing that or it's my natural basketball movement
0: yeah I mean Draymond was like that's how I play and it's like well then you play dirty because here's the thing I mean it was like every game he was doing
1: it y- yeah I mean you have a responsibility as a player to change your game according to the rules. I mean, there's a million things. Well, hey, it's my game. I don't dribble. Well, you're going to get called for a travel. <laughs> you can't.
0: And the rules have been don't kick dudes in the ball since well before Draymond Green picked up a basketball. So Pretty
1: sure, yeah. That's somewhere in the NBA <laughs> Somebody taught him how to play the
0: game without kicking dudes in the nuts at the Y. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so I don't know why he can't figure that out at the pro level, why people are looking at it. He has become like the go-to guy in the league now for quotes, though. Like he is one of the big personalities in the NBA.
1: Well, right. You're on a superstar team. Right. You're on a championship contender, and you're a huge part of that team. So I'm not necessarily surprised by that. And he's, he's I don't want to say charismatic, but he's outspoken, he and he's got like, you know. Draymond's that guy
0: that you hate him. But if if we acquired him, and we had him a year and he played good he the fans would love him he's like that charles oakley player free oak right I, people kind of love those guys and you only hate him because he plays for somebody else if dre Dray- and i'm totally guilty of this if draymond was a cavalier he would probably my favorite Cavalier.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Anderson Verjao is a good example of that. I feel like Delvadova as well. Where it's like when they're on your team, you love them. When they're on somebody else's team, it's those, like, oh my god, the most annoying person on the planet.
0: Those scrappy, sacrificial guys. Yes, those those. You know what I mean? Yeah, he can foul out. It won't matter. We still got KD. You, you know what I mean? Those guys. Yes, those are those are fan favorite type stuff. Now he also sounded off on what it's like watching the Eastern Conference right now. And he says he doesn't really enjoy watching the Cavaliers games. He says when you watch Cleveland play, you're only watching one side of good basketball that's kind of weak. you know. And he's basically saying, I thought these other teams were going to come with better competition. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Because isn't he doing the same thing? Aren't the Golden State Warriors doing the same thing? They just blew through Utah.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they, they're, they're the second team to consecutively sweep, you know, the first two rounds of the playoffs right after the Cavaliers there. And, you know, it's obviously, and I think he kind of got into this last year with Steph Curry's wife. It's like, dude, you're really criticizing the hand that feeds you and you're really starting to bite on that. And you need to shut your mouth, dude, because there comes to be a point when it's like, the NBA is going to come to him like, dude, we're trying to get people to watch these series. Right. We're trying to get people to pay attention to this. The reason you get paid millions of dollars every single year is, is because, because people, people watch, watch it. this. And you start telling them, oh, dude, the competition's not that good. The Eastern Conference sucks. Dude, the Cavs are just going to sweep through it. Do we all know that? Yes. But when you start pointing at it and like drawing attention to it, dude, that's a problem for the NBA. It, every
0: December, we all pretend Santa's the one who brings
1: us the presents. Right.
0: Exactly. There are lies we buy. So because it be because we need the distraction sports are a distraction. That's why they're so popular is because they distract you away from the everyday problems of your life. The real issues in your life. That's why they're worth the money is because they take your mind off of these things. And so when you start like really shoving it in people's faces hey yeah none of this stuff really matters right. we're all just gonna meet and it'll all be figured out by game 5 of the finals and it's gonna be us and the Cavs yeah the average for, this is why Hubie Brown the other day was making in the entire series was making a case for the Raptors that's why he was making a case for it because it's his job to keep the eyeball on the, on the television on that show there's a million things at your disposal to watch and they know that and they know how finicky
1: you are and they know that you can turn the channel go to ESPN.com, find out the score of the next game and be like, okay, fine, whatever. I don't need to watch it. Twitter will
0: have the highlights and they know it.
1: I uh I, I, I I'm surprised. I mean that you know as somebody this isn't like his first year. He's not a wife. He's not like outside of the game. I'm surprised that somebody who's been in big moments before, obviously had a microphone in his face before, didn't have a little bit more like protect the brand uh, in his mind. Uh, to me, I mean, and don't get me wrong, you and I, you and I, knock against our company sometimes. But like, I'm not gonna come out there and be like, dude, you know what? Radio is a dying medium, and you should listen to you know instead of listening to us you should go listen to Pandora. No, I will
0: always, what do I always say? I said, there's a reason why why radio advertising is still a thing is because of how well it works. Yeah. I may knock what my company does day in and day out for a decision here or a pool party that they're going to do with Corey Hart or whoever the hell, some 80 star. Yeah, I may knock on something like that. But the overall, like, product is valid.
1: Right. Well, stop listening to radio. (laughs) You shouldn't even bother. (laughs) Why would you even advertise with us? Like, dude, I can only imagine our boss's (laughs) face if one of us, Said that dude, he would just heads head would explode,
0: and it should, Rightfully and he so. sh- and he should, and he should. I there's something now. Look, I, I heard this yesterday, and this might be true. That what we could be bracing for in the NBA right now, this particular season only, is that this may be the first time. I and I hope this guy was right. The first time that everybody sweeps their way to the finals, and then that's historic. And then that's a story that you can sell. And then all along this whole season, this resting, this non-competitive games, these blowouts, none of it matters then because you have this great historic thing that is perfectly built for a thirty for thirty, and that's how we remember everything.
1: Yeah, I mean it'll be a rubber match. It'll be you know game three or you know series three of of, of Cavs v Warriors. Obviously, you know you've got the the premier talents of the NBA all into that same you know into that into that same series there. So, yes, I mean, it could work out in their favor. Um, At the same time, though, in the off chance that one of those teams is eliminated or something is to happen, I mean, it just throws such a monkey wrench into the works of like, I don't want to be like, boy, what a nightmare it'll be if the the Rockets or the Spurs come out of the West. But like, dude, the NBA has got to be a little bit like, dude, what are we going to do? Nobody's going to care. It's not going to matter at all. If if one of those teams, that's crazy to say, both the Spurs and the Rockets, reputable organizations, but if it's not Warriors coming out of the West, it's just going to be like, damn it, this wasn't what we wanted.
0: Now people are asking me if Draymond meant that, you know, the Cavs are boring because they don't play any defense. And there's just a one side of basketball, meaning that only their only their offense is good. He clarifies here. He says, I like watching a good game. Not even necessarily that it's going to be a close game. I like watching teams playing good basketball. When you watch them, you watch one team playing good basketball and everybody else is just doing something and I don't know what that something is. He's saying everybody else in the East cannot compete with the Cavaliers. Now, we all know that to be true, but nobody in the West is competing with the
1: Warriors either. Yeah, dude, you're getting yourself into a, into a bad place as a as an employee of a company right there where it's like, dude, it's not even worth watching. That's a bad place to be. You might be in the Eastern
0: Conference at a Year or two, Draymond. Welcome to professional sports. Like, you know what I mean? You might be in these guys' locker rooms in a year or two. One of them might be with you next year, and you're basically all saying none of these guys can play.
1: Um, individual level versus a team level, and I mean, you know, Demar Derozan said it best, where it's like, well, if we had LeBron, we'd be good enough, well, we we would win, and you know, obviously, there's a there's a gap when it comes to the top of the NBA and the rest of the NBA, and I kind of alluded to it yesterday when I was like, well, the Eastern Conference has a better record than the West, but the top, the top teams, the heavy hitters, are in the Western Conference. Um, I, I, I don't know. At the end of the day, do I want this series to happen? Of course. I do, but dude, if the, if the Warriors got bounced out, I don't think anything could get me harder. Like, I just think, dude, I don't, I wouldn't even care if the Cavs won the championship at that point. If the Warriors got bounced out in this next uh, Western conference finals, I think that would be like the greatest moment of my life. See, I think I
0: I agree because I, there's a little bit of me that has like the hate that they designed to have. Right, Built in, but I would be worried about the team that was hungry enough to knock them out before the NBA Finals, about facing them. But I will say, if you're telling me it's a James Harden-led franchise, and I think he's great, but if you're telling me that's who I got to worry about in the NBA finals, uh, NBA Finals versus LeBron James, I'm taking the LBJ. And I would take LBJ over any one of those guys on the Warriors. It's just four of them together. I, it's tough. I mean, they're a great team. They are. They're a very good, efficient team.
1: I saw Steph Curry's doing degree uh, commercials nowadays. Threw my degree deodorant out, dude. Not buying it anymore. Not doing You're it anymore. You're a full-on,
0: like, Golden State hater. Oh,
1: hater, dude. A hater. <laughs>
0: okay, now, now, why, as a basketball fan, wh- explain to me why it's pure hatred versus just appreciation oh, of I, a good... I,
1: I, recognize, I recognize they're a great team. I know
0: you don't deny that they're good.
1: But... It, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not going to forget the fact of 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 well, number the one, finals, right? They lost. They they beat the Cavaliers in the finals, so there's always going to be that. And dude, that comes with all teams. I feel like that have kind of bounced Cleveland in a big way. Um, always, I'm, al- I'm always going to despise the Bulls a little bit. I'm always going to despise the the the, uh, the Marlins, the Broncos, right? The Broncos, I'm always going to have an issue with the Marlins. I'm always going to have an issue with even when the Cavs couldn't get over Detroit Pistons for a while. I had a big issue with them. Um, but at the end of the day, dude. I, it, It's 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 it's, they play a different style. They have a a a villain you know kind of attitude to them. And I I dude, I hate Steph Curry. I do. I hate Steph Curry. I hate Steve Kerr. I I hate I I hate Kevin Durant. Like f all those guys. I don't
0: hate Durant. Durant's starting to get a little ballsier. You seen that? He was jawing back and forth with that guy the other night in that game, pushing people back and forth. And it seems like a little Draymond might be rubbing off, maybe rubbing off there. It's going to be an interesting series. I look forward to that. And honestly, the NBA better hope they get that because that—I mean—they're all—they're all chips in the middle of the table on that series, and they need it really bad. Turns out. Do not rely on your debit card cash still king. We'll explain next on the Stansberry Show.
1: The Stansberry Show on Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069, where you can win yourself 1000 dollars 710 will give you your next keyword for our workday double pay. Fantone always says it. You put a common prize, people want it.
1: Yeah, they do. Especially right now, man. Everybody's waiting for that paycheck. Seems like Friday's far away. Seems like the 15th is far away. Everybody's like, dude, give me that. Give me that check. I need it.
0: Yeah, it does feel like the 15th is further away than yeah. it really is. It's only it's the 9th. We, we can see it. You know what I mean? It's out there. But yeah, payday being closer, I would like it. Yeah. I would like it. So would my
1: girlfriend, dude. Like, every three days would be a cool pay schedule, right? It wouldn't be bad, dude. Just like a daily pay? You know what I'm saying? Just like every day you walk out with your earnings? Now, here's the
0: thing. You don't make any more money, but if, if you're the corporation, you got to be thinking, we could fool these idiots into thinking they're getting paid every day. You know what I mean? And, and see a little bonus, and it would increase your happiness a little bit every day. Not the word, Dude, I'm telling you, a three-payday week I bet honestly you could dupe America into working for exactly what they work for right now and they would feel like they were getting a bargain. As
1: you as you work at the agora on a regular basis yes. and you get paid cash as a as yes. a bartender, like that was my favorite part about being a waiter was like, dude, no matter Stacks. no matter what happens today, I know I can just go make that money tomorrow and I'll have that cash in my hand tomorrow and I don't right. have to wait for a paycheck. And that led to a drug problem, I won't lie. Like, oh dude, I'll just have the cash in hand, it'll be fine, no problems what? whatsoever.
0: I mean, that was your Responsibility issues not, That's not cash Being a problem
1: Um, But I mean You take my point there Of like I can remember like uh, Getting a ticket And then I'd be like Yeah dude it doesn't matter I'll just go make that 140 right now Right now I'll just go there right now And right. make it Yeah so it's,
0: it's Not a bad idea That we're on. I, I worked think. last week And I actually worked Thursday night, but Saturday morning, I woke up and I still had some of the money because Friday was first Friday, right? So I went out on first Friday and I ate a bunch of tacos and had a bunch of beers and all this stuff. And I realized I was like, oh my God, I can nickel and dime myself to death with this cash. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the rest of it and actually took it to the bank and deposited it in and split it ob- amongst both my accounts. A little bit in the savings, a little bit into the checking, did the responsible thing there. Responsible. And then I actually paid Barry. a bill with that money that I had made versus just like, you know, watching it, you know, go out of my pocket over, you know, little seven things. bucks at a time. Because right? normally what I'll do is when I work at the UGOR, I'll take that cash and then I'll just take it, leave it in the house. And then that way I don't use my debit card. And I'm like, all right, well, if I don't use my debit card in between pay periods, I know that money's still in my account and I'm still good. But you still, you blow it on things that you normally wouldn't. So I took it to the bank and actually deposited. Turns out cash is still king because according to a November 2016 study by the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, physical currency, Fantone, is still the most frequently used payment method followed closely by debit cards. And, you know, you hear the rumor a lot. You know, we're getting rid of cash, more and more places are only taking cards, but they say primarily still the number one payment method is still cash. And what I say to that is, is this is how you know, and again, I'm going to raise my hand and put myself and Fantone into this group of people. There are more poor people than there are affluent people. Now, we're not poor, right? Right. Right. in the scheme of like one percenters in the world, right, right, we're all kind of the same thing, and cash stra or you know financially strapped people are more likely to have cash. Again, you're more likely to be a server, you're more likely to be a bartender, and things like that, and you separate yourselves from your money faster than you know people. Honestly, sometimes with a higher education level or a better job,
1: I think a big part of that is is when you don't have a lot of money throughout your life, um, you have a very hard time conceptualizing... Uh, the fact, like debit, like like our credit, that you don't have that cash in your hand and you're never going to see it, and it's going to buy you products. I feel like that's a very like, no, I want the cat, I want the check in my hand, and I'm going to take the check to the bank, and they're going to give me the cash money, and then I have that money, and you can't take it away from me. Where when it's just debit, when you're when when you're when you're when, you're, when your paychecks being you know direct deposited, and you're paying all your bills on auto pay, it just feels like numbers moving from one Chips. column to the other. Right. You know what. I mean, and you never had that tangible cash in your hand, and it feels like you never really had it. It feels like you never had that value.
0: Yeah, I don't understand that because I've I don't live that way, right. you know what I mean. But I, but I would imagine some people do feel that way.
1: Even if it's not like a conscious decision you make, I think that's a, I think that's a, a mindset, Goes into it? kind of sure. a lifestyle of that. Like, well, I'm used to being broke, and if I don't have that cash, I don't have anything. I, I, I have no value.
0: They say a lot of these companies. As much as you're hearing about everybody going all credit card, all debit card, they say a lot of them won't do it because of the unbanked society, meaning there are people in America without a bank system. Yeah. Now I want to say how could that be possible? But I was that person when I signed up here, when I signed on for this job here. I was in between. Well, and that's not, I mean, I was in a I was in a credit union up in Cleveland, but when I first moved home to Ohio, I didn't have anything. Honestly, I've told the story a million times. Came home, I had eighty-eight dollars in my pocket. Hit the ground running. That's exactly how this next, you know, chapter of my life started was, you know, I I came home, flew home to take the job at the Agora, then Peabody's. And that was why I flew home was to take a bartending job. It was like, that's where I was in my life. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Now, luckily, Peabody's and now the Agora turns out to be a very financially secure bartending server position. Not all of them are. No, but mine is, you know what I mean? And so like that ended up being a really good move, which, you know, obviously led me to here. And But, I mean, I was unbanked, and they're saying that they're worried about that. And I I would have been that person walking into the store hundreds of dollars, just worked last night or whatever it would have been, and wanted to buy something. And what do you mean you won't take this?
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're always going to need money. There's always going to have to be that paper trail. I
0: can understand why the government wants to push towards no physical cash, though. I I can understand, because it's going to cut down on crime
1: right it's the currency of the of the unsavory right. I mean certainly cash is untraceable there drugs and hookers you know, and like
0: those kinds of things it's harder to put that kind of stuff through a digital you know uh, recording system like a like a debit card and the like
1: I'm sure somewhat too you know whether it's by choice or by uh, you know by by circumstance where there's some people who just don't trust banks and don't trust the concept of me giving you all of my money and and I, I, I you know I'd, and maybe it's people who are older people who have you know but I, I think Think that's a pretty common thing where, where you want to have that accountability and you want to be able to hold that money. So, I uh, you're always going to have a combination of both. There's never going to be a point where cash goes away. Um, but at the end of the day, it's so much, I more, disagree, it's so much more convenient to use your debit card, at least in my mind, it is. I i i prefer to use my card over they cash. say it's faster. Do you
0: think it's fa- i don't think uh, it's faster.
1: I don't know if it's faster. I just feel like it, I can
0: tell you from a server standpoint, it's not faster.
1: Maybe maybe cash is faster when you 're standing there in line though and you 've got somebody in front of you using cash and they 're sitting there and somebody's counting out well, hold on, let me count out all this cash, and then they're counting their change back. I could see how it could take a while, and obviously you know the joke about the chip cards and how long that takes is is, is there do I
0: swipe do I leave it in
1: do I, you know everybody's got a different right 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 what's the deal
0: with airline food
1: right exactly <laughs> dude, like <laughs> yeah. we've, we've all we 've all heard those jokes at the end of the day, but I mean cash is on it, dude, all debts you know public and private and I don't see it going away. I, I,
0: I don't think it's going to be tomorrow, but will we be alive for it? I do think so, because again, like I said, it cuts down on the criminal element. And if you're a store, if and I will say this, if you're a store that sells items... If somebody breaks in, yeah. all they can take is product, which should be insured. Right. Your money is already into the bank. And you can make your money back up off of product. I'm not sure you ever make the money back up that you lost from a physical stealing from the register and or safe. You know what I mean? I think it's harder to recoup that. Oh, yeah. I'd rather have $500 worth of product stolen than $500 cash Because stolen. that $500 worth of product didn't cost you $500. That was street value versus what you had put out to get it. So, yeah, I think at some point it may. It's probably not going to be tomorrow as cash is still the number one payment method used by Americans, which is why we're giving you $1,000 next on The Stansberry Show. Hearing new places. The Stansbury
1: Show on Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. About to get you hooked up with a thousand dollars worth of our workday double pay. 710, your next keyword. Just about five minutes from right now.
1: Stansbury Show doing things for you. Your boss never did for you. He was never like, yo, here's an extra thousand bucks. Yeah, I doubt it. Never. Doubt it. I know mine never done it. Never.
0: So we'll give you your keyword, 710. I just watched something that I'm supposed to be all excited about that I'm not. Okay. Everybody told me how cool this was, and oh my God, right. I can't believe they're going to remake this. Oh, it's geez. so cool. Oh, geez. And this is Blade Runner, and guys my age have lied for 25 years, 30 years about how much they liked the original Blade Runner, and it became like this cult classic thing, Yeah. and... I've tried to watch the original Blade Runner like 10 times. I'm always like, well, maybe I just don't remember it because I was a little young and, you know, maybe it's this cool thing. And I watched it and I was like, God, this movie's awful.
1: Yeah, the last time I watched Blade Runner, I can guarantee you it was on a VHS. So I don't exactly remember it all. Um, uh, but maybe I should give it a try and and see no i'm gonna' I'm gonna have bad times so the, well, they got Ryan Gosling to be uh, okay. and, and I
0: don't hate him. I'm not one of these guys that hates him, but he's okay. like the he's like the guy in this Blade Runner movie, and I guess Harrison Ford is in it right, and uh I don't know if they play one another and they're like they run another or whatever it is, but like I watched this trailer, and you know everybody's like, oh my God, Blade Runner Blade Runner and you can see it. It's up at WRQK.com. I've also tweeted it out at Sansbury Show. It's on the Facebook pages as well. And I, I'm watching this, and to me, it feels like it's making the same exact mistake that Blade Runner, the original, made. Which is we'll just make it futuristic and weird, and then people won't understand it, and they'll tell everybody
1: that they liked it. And there'll be that like metallic sound, like right, and everyone's gonna be like, oh my god, dude, we're going into the future. It's, it's so cool. crazy. Cars will look like that. Um, hats off to Harrison Ford though for not being afraid to get paid in the in the in the twilight of his career, dude. I mean, he's got to be the Star
0: Wars franchises again, doing Blade Runner again. Next thing you know, Indiana Jones probably coming back
1: out again. Which I mean, dude, honestly, if if, if make if, that money, if dude, nostalgia's the thing, and. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna remake this movie." Then you sign up for it, and 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 obviously, dude, that Star Wars movie he in I, he had to get paid huge off of that. Yeah, I don't so. remember what the money
0: was, but it was. I remember at the time people were talking about it, like they had to like back up two garbage trucks full of
1: money to get him. Well, good for him, dude. If I if I was his age and I could still be getting paid like that, I'd be out there doing it Damn. too. Yesterday afternoon, I
0: actually mailed my Mother's Day card out, so I she you
1: w- said nailed my mom. Ma- like, dude, Stan'sberg, <laughs> what are you talking no. about?
0: Mailed the Mother's Day okay. card. out. Right? And uh, my mom has been a topic of conversation on the program plenty of times. Yes. I, I have questioned her parenting uh, skills a million times. Right. However, this woman in Wisconsin, I think, is worse than my mother. Okay. A 37-year-old Milwaukee woman arrested on suspicion of not her first, not her second, but her Third DUI, the
1: DUI hat trick. Okay, right there.
0: Now I believe in our fair state of Ohio, when you get your third one, here comes the the uh, like yellow license plates. Well,
1: yeah, I would <laughs> say at the least it would be that party plate right I f- there. I
0: think I think I remember that that punishment third correctly. One? Is that if you get your third, you get those. Third. They may have changed that now, but at once upon a time, it was three DUIs and you got the yellow plates. And every time I see those on somebody's car, I'm like, damn, dude, your car insurance is expensive oh, through the
1: roof, dude. I don't understand how that's not first one. Honestly now like first one out. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. If, if if you're going to have to, you know, go to these alcohol classes and you're going to have to, you know, uh, do do pay more insurance and all these different things? Why wouldn't you give police a little heads up of like, hey, this person has had a problem with drinking and driving in the past? Uh,
0: I kind of like the idea of that people can make a mistake and it's not a habitual thing and that maybe your second one I could sign off oh. on, on, on okay. gold plates. Maybe your second is where I could sign off, but this 37 year old Milwaukee mother arrested for not her first, not her second, but her third Fire. DUI. And this is where she ends up being worse than my mother. She had her eight-year-old son on her lap steering the car, wow. and she was just working the pedals wow. because she was a little too hammered to drive it properly. Still got pulled over. She refused to cooperate with the deputy until their supervisor then arrived. They could see she was visibly impaired and failed all of the field sobriety tests.
1: Now, I think everybody at one point or another in the parking lot got up into dad's lap and dad was like hey dude you're driving look at you how special you are but that's in the parking lot going like foot off the gas or foot off the brake is essentially how fast my dad took that you're not out on the streets driving he wasn't like hold on Marge I'll be home in a second had all these cream ales
0: but Bart's gonna drive like that's not the way that goes morons thousand dollars up for grabs you can win it right now
1: The Scansberry Show on Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the stands Show, Rock 1069. We have a pair of Ohio Championship wrestling tickets as their event goes on this Saturday.
1: Is it bash at the babe? Bash at the babe. The bash at the babe the j babe stern community center this saturday is where it all goes down cage match cage match for the ohio championship wrestling heavyweight title dark star matt taylor defending his belt against no shame jimmy shane friend of the program right there yeah there's and i've
0: met that guy there should be plenty of shame <laughs> he's there's there's plenty of shame to go around i like you jimmy you're a good dude plenty to be ashamed of there but we'll get you up with those tickets 8.30 this morning. Yeah, I'll be
1: hosting the whole thing. I'm excited.
0: Uh, you had made this statement that you believe after your first DUI is when you should get the uh, the yellow plates. Correct. Chris tweets in says, I had a good friend who got the party plates in 2004 after one DUI. And uh, another woman, Heather, says it is after your first offense. Now, I know a friend of mine who has three who did not get the plates until his third. So what I think might be happening here is judge discretion and given what the circumstances of your DUI were. Um, my lawyer had told me again I'll, full disclosure i've had one of these, and uh it was one of the biggest mistakes my uh, that I've made in my life but i've learned, and my lawyer had told me that you know if the circumstances of your arrest were different, right, your punishments would be different all right you didn't fight you didn't withstand you didn't you were just kind of like, yeah, take me in let 's do this whole thing." and just kind of like let it go. And he's like your BAC wasn't oh, it wasn't crazy.
1: Didn't have like a super dewy Yeah, or he's anything. like you weren't
0: like super dewy. He's like so he's like your punishments are probably going to be what about what the averages are. And I remember thinking like okay, whew. So I, I don't know how that totally works out, but I believe the judge has some discretion on what he does. I think he or she, sorry,
1: not exclusively to alcohol DUIs. I think if you have been arrested for being under the influence behind the wheel, officers of the law should be aware of that and should be aware of that easily by looking at your car. And I mean, I'm not saying it stays with you forever. I'm not saying like once you get those party plates that you're going to be carrying those around like how the long, scarlet letter. Okay,
0: well, then how long would you want me to have them?
1: A uh, year, two, two years, three years, somewhere there under probably three is the most Uh, I think one session of tags would be good.
0: Give me one solid year of it. Yeah. And And then then I could
1: live with that. And then you've shown like, hey, not going to do this again. Or if I am going to do this again, it's not as highly as, you know, it's not as much of a risk of me doing this again.
0: I know it's not every first DUI you get the plates, because here's what I know. You don't see enough of them on the road for that to be the case. Yeah, yeah, You just just don't see enough of them on the road. Trust me, more people than you realize have
1: a DUI. And I mean, an officer of the law should be aware of something like that. And I I, I see as as an appropriate, you know... Your rates are going up. You're going to have to pay more. Like, why Why is this a step too far?
0: Yeah, I want to argue against it, but you're making really solid points on it. I still will go back to my original statement, which is I like people being able to make one mistake – and then if you show me in seconds, then yeah, you get the plates because wow. you showed me a habitual situation here. You,
1: you still, you've made your mistake after one. It's not like I'm saying you don't get to drive to work. It's not like I'm saying you go to jail for a year. You still can make up for your mistakes and live your life. It
0: is a good punishment. And I'll tell you this. I never had them, but I dated a girl who had a car who had them. And every time I drove that car, I felt people, I felt the staring coming off of people. Yeah.
1: I mean, and it's some embarrassment, a little bit of public shaming there probably isn't the worst idea either like, it helps this, drive the point home this is not acceptable in our society what i
0: can't believe hasn't happened and probably it hasn't we just don't know the story is somebody getting out of a car with party plates that's what people routinely refer to them as it's right. not really all that funny of a joke but getting out of a car with those plates on it and somebody seeing them who had had like a son or daughter die at the hand of a drunk driver and like have that like break from reality moment. And now is like attacking somebody in a parking lot. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more with those given the emotional connection that people will have to that crime and, and the, what can happen with that, Cause loss of life is what's at risk there. And so, like, I, I'm surprised we don't hear more stories of that.
1: Right. A, a, a loss of life is at risk there, which is why we need to be, you know, why we need to stamp that problem out. Why why we need to be, you know, harsh with the punishments there.
0: I'm all for uh, harsh punishments. I, Like I said, I they, I felt like the punishments were, now maybe this is me, and I'm a little bit more responsible than maybe I even come off, or maybe some other people you may know, but They affected my life on three different ways. It was like financially, it was, you know, inconvenienced. And, you know, there there were multiple layers to it to where I was like, okay, they have really set this system to where if you don't get this, it is you. I mean, it was so much money. It was so much inconvenience. It's still an inconvenience. It's still costing me money. I'm over three years removed from this, and it's still something that I recognize that's expensive in my life for certain things that you have to pay for and all this stuff. And so, like, if you don't get that after that,
1: it is you. Well, and obviously, there's plenty of people out there. That mother is a prime example of three DUIs. Free DUIs. Yeah. This
0: guy uh, actually tweeting, Jake tweets in, says a guy in Belmont County just got sentenced on his 17th DUI wow. on Monday. Wow. Um, 17 of them.
1: I don't know what to do in that situation because I, to an extent. It's How like, is that not a loss of license? for? Well, he maybe didn't even have a yeah, license that's what, on him. That's what I was going to say. The license means nothing to them. No, they're going to drive. Well, and at that point, it's like 17 DUIs. Should you be in jail for the rest of your life? I mean, I hard to argue
0: that I I won't call him a friend, but I knew a a friend of a friend got sentenced to five years. I mean, he's doing five years on a DUI because it was like multiples in a year or something like that. And it was like, dude, see, you got to go. Yeah. I also know another guy in a 10 year license ban.
1: It's not it's not just like, well, you're a threat to yourself. You are legit a threat to everyone on the road, man. You are you are you are are out there putting people's lives at danger. And I I don't know how a, a long term term jail sentence isn't the appropriate answer. I, uh. I know
0: like they've really gone the year route. like certain amounts in certain years is like how the punishment like, stacks up. Like I, I remember in the alcohol diversion class, they kept drilling it in my head. If you get two inside of six years, you're going to jail for sure. Two inside of six years, you're doing time inside for sure. And I remember and again, they kept telling me that.
1: And so look, it was three years ago, and I remember. Right. Right. I remember exactly what the hell it was. Obviously, you, I feel like, you know, are going to be different than other individuals. But there's some people out there who are like, well, dude, if it's only going to be like 25 days in jail and it's not going to be that long. It's, dude, if, if, if you're not throwing the book at these people, it's, is it really that much of a deterrent?" Well, I mean, if
0: money doesn't do it and 25 days in jail doesn't deter you, then there isn't anything we can do to deter you. I mean, if, if your freedom doesn't stop you from doing it, I, I, then what would? I can't imagine anything else would. How do you punish somebody that isn't afraid to go to jail? Like, I I knew a guy once who kept getting in trouble for fighting. You, You know what I mean? He just kept, he just couldn't stop fighting. And I said to him, I said, you're just always going to jail. And he said, that's why they have so many problems with me. He said, because what do you do with a guy like me? I'm not afraid of jail. Likes to fight guy the worst, dude. <laughs>
1: like the worst, man. Yeah. Going out with likes to fight guy sucks. Can ruin your night. Oh, can ruin can ruin your life, dude. Like yeah. It's, yeah, it's it did kind
0: of ruin a, a huge portion of my life, he's, actually, he's this person. Terrible likes and, to fight guy. And, and but he but he would always say to me, he's like, There's he's like, What are you gonna do? He's like, Once you've reached that point where you're not afraid to be incarcerated and you know he was trying to make it sound all romantic like the like there's this ultimate freedom that comes with this and this and that i said no ultimately what they're doing is taking your freedom not giving you more of it because you're not afraid to be incarcerated but at that point like if jail's not a deterrent for you to not drink and drive and neither's the money and the party points aren't going to do. I don't know what the response. I, I don't know. How do you punish somebody who's not afraid to go to jail? I mean, I, I've always said the money's not enough. I make more than enough money. Fine. Do you charge me money. Here's the debit card. I'll go. Once you start messing with my freedom and I got to do time inside. Now all of a sudden then I'm like, eh, I ain't messing with
1: that. I mean, obviously you can't be like, well, you're not afraid to go to jail. Therefore you're going forever, but like, is there a point where it's like, dude, you're too much of a risk to to repeat this behavior and you're too much of a danger to society? If you were out there, you know, uh, you know, constantly raping people, eventually they're going to say like, yo, dude, you're going to jail for the rest of your life. We're going to stack sentences on you. And I, I mean, I feel like DUI, there's got to be a line there where it's like you are, are are no longer a responsible member of society and therefore we can't allow you to be out here.
0: Heather writes in and says, it is done by judge's discretion. I didn't get any because I work uh, for for where she works. I don't want to say that. Um, She goes, I passed my blow test, but they made me then pee, and I had THC in my system. And she said, I will tell you this. Make sure you can do your alphabet backwards. Yeah, they are a big one of that. She's like, I just took the classes after three DUIs. There is no more license ever. So they've changed now that
1: punishment after three. I uh I could not do the alphabet backwards right now. I'm 100% sober. Have if I could, so hard. couldn't do it if I had to. So hard. Couldn't do it if I had to. Um Tommy
0: then writes in and says I have had 3 DUIs, never had the party played. So I guess it depends on like when you had gotten them, when they changed those laws. I'm pretty sure they look into that and investigate it change and probably yearly I would imagine. Um you know up and down and I believe like I you know we're hearing it, that it's a little bit on judge discretion, which I can be honest with you is a, makes me a little nervous. Makes me a little nervous because you've heard, you know, the, um, well, the lore in certain towns where there's a judge who's super hard on it because his daughter was killed by somebody. you know what I mean? And so you get into a weird territory with judge discretion there at that point. It's like at some point, let's just come up with a common sense list of punishments, sign off on them, and then that's what we do. And and actually, and normally I'm not a big fan of restricting judges' hands like that, but like I, I find that in this case, because of how many people are affected by it, it might be the better way to do that. But I, I know a lot of people are going to argue with me and say you can't do that, you cannot tie judges' hands like that. But I think maybe, just maybe, it might be time to do that. All right. So we have made a concerted effort on the program to stay away from the Donald Trump bashing because. I understand that a lot of you in the audience like him. And he's a very polarizing person. Okay? And everybody's a little snowflakey right now. Right? Both sides. Because don't be so PC. But then when you do question something leadership, our current leadership is doing right now, everybody just yells, Trump hater. And then. Now nobody talks about anything. Everybody's just furious at one another.
1: Yeah, dude, I, 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 I want to stay away from all things Trump, like, and it's not like, oh, dude, I'm not supporting the president. I just recognize that this is a very divisive fi- figure in our country right now, and it freaks me out sometimes. Like, for as much as, for as much as you know, people would assume that, well, like, dude, you just want to go in there and bash Trump, and like, no, dude, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it.
0: But Bill Maher is currently in the crosshairs of the Republican, like viewing audience, which is no new place for him to be. He's there a lot, but I have to get the back and defend Bill Maher. And I'll do so next on the Sandsbury show Show on rock. Nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I uh, had previewed this segment by saying I needed to defend Bill Maher for something he had said on his program. And I said, hey, you know, I've been staying away from this Trump stuff as much as I can because I, of how divisive it is. And a guy named Keith wrote in and says, here's the thing, Sansbury you do bash Trump every chance you get. And that's not even close. Not even close. The guy gives us a chance every day and I don't do it. He says, but you never talk about when the Democrats F up. You never talk about the Berkeley protests for freedom of speech. Basically, you don't talk about them beating up Trump protesters when they're there to protest against their protest. Jesus, at some point use punctuation. But they get violent and you don't talk about that. So how is that not one sided? How are you not one sided like the rest of the effing media? Okay, again, this is where I always pause and say this. I'm not technically media. This is not I always say this because it's important and it's factually correct this is not a journalistic endeavor i don't owe you fair and balanced this is an opinion based entertainment program who most people would tell you should stay away these types of shows should stay away from politics altogether that's not the world we live in anymore he goes in i may be wrong because i don't always get to listen to the show so i do appreciate that where at least he's like you know what maybe you do this maybe i just don't maybe i miss it so i'll give him that much He says, but I never heard you talk about anything that the Democrats do that is wrong or anything like that. Here's my thing, okay? I'm not anti any one particular party. I am suspicious of power. And right now, Trump is in power. Go back and listen to the shows when Obama was in power. I was very critical because he was in power. I don't, it's not about any one particular party for me. I don't identify with any, I'm a registered independent. I like listening to everybody talk and then I'll figure out who's right.
1: And I I like how this has, it's not like, hey, you're wrong with this. It's, oh, well, he did it too, so you should yell at him too. Like, are you a a seven-year-old?
0: And the Berkeley thing was, of course, awful. Violence is never the answer when you disagree with somebody. So, of course, that was awful. He's using text to speech because he's driving. Thanks for that. That's why there's no punctuation. Keith, I appreciate that. All right. I first of all was I'm still not anti Donald Trump. I remember saying while he was running that you know pretending that my life was going to be worse if he became president would be of course a lie. My life's not going to be that much worse. I I remember saying that. I'm not anti this guy. I'm more anti honestly the people who are looking to defend him at every turn no matter what he is doing, much like I would be after anybody on the left side of things who was going to defend Barack Obama no matter what he did. At least I will say this, Fantone and I disagree politically a lot. I know it doesn't always sound like that, but we do sometimes on certain things. But where I will give him versus some of the left people is, is that when that side is being screwy, he'll tell you they're being screwy. He'll yeah. tell you Hillary
1: Clinton screwed up the election. She screwed it up. I mean, last week, I told her to shut up and go away. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I campaigned for her. And last week, I said shut up and go away.
0: Now, this isn't even anti-Trump, What we're getting right here. This is, this is the supporters that pretend that they don't want special treatment for Trump. Bill Maher has a show on HBO, runs Friday nights. I believe it's 10 p.m. time with Bill Maher. And honestly, I don't always agree with Bill, but I do find him to be, to be an intelligent person. And so even though I don't always agree with him, I try to watch his show because I believe I can be informed by doing it. And he had this to say about the Trump situation with Ivanka. Uh, A lot of us thought, oh, Ivanka's going to be our saving grace. You know, when he's about to nuke Finland or something, (laughs) she's going to walk into the bedroom and, you know, yeah, daddy, daddy. (laughs) Now he kind of makes a gesture there like... uh, A masturbating gesture of Ivanka, kind of like taking care of Donald Trump. Don't do it, Daddy. Um. And now people are all over Bill Maher. That's awful. I'll read you some tweets. I love your brilliant show, Bill, but you crossed the line with your Ivanka incest joke. It was in poor taste. You should apologize. I know one uh, Carrie I know one thing Your mind is in the gutter Like so many comedians In this day and age Attacking Ivanka With such vile comment Is slimy at Bill Maher Due to Bill Maher's Incestuous diatribe Re-Ivanka Trump I cancelled my subscription Cancel HBO No you didn't As soon as Game of Thrones Is back on You're gonna call him Right back in order HBO you liar Bill Maher How low can you go Do you even think about The Trumps as human beings With feelings just like Your family Ivanka is a mother Now, I will tell you that we are in a weird place in society where we're now starting to talk about things like this with the sanctity of the office of the president. Welcome to society evolving and just getting into weird places there. okay. But what makes this different and what makes this okay is Donald Trump himself has thrown Ivanka into this realm. This isn't. Let's not pretend that Donald Trump's relationship with Ivanka is the relationship you have with your daughter. Let's not pretend that that's what this is. Because we've heard the way Donald Trump is willing to speak of Ivanka. We have it for you. Here it is. Right, You do assume it's that leading. with okay, she But if there the weren't, Playboy. you wouldn't
1: have an issue with it then. If they were using her to...
0: I don't think Ivanka would do that inside the magazine, although she does have a very nice figure. I've said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? <laughs> Stop <laughs> it!
1: Oh, it's so weird! Stop <laughs> it! You know what? You <laughs> are sick sick. Know, Yeah. yeah. Well, you're terrible. known for saying <laughs> outrageous... That yeah, that now, is terrible.
0: Everybody on the show laughs and kind of pretends that that's not, like, that crazy. But I don't know many guys... Who have daughters who would say that. And I remember that day. When that first thing. I remember trying to defend that. Trying to play devil's advocate on that. For a guy who's accused of always being negative to him. Notice, Have I been beating Trump up on health care? No. I've been staying away from it. Because I know a lot of people honestly had problems with Obama's health care plan. So I don't just beat the guy up just to do it. And I'm not even after him right now. I'm after the people who pretend that they they, they voted for him because they're sick of the PC culture, man. And let's be honest. I love those people, right? Because that's one of the things that I that's perceived of this brand. Stansbury's anti-PC, man. That's why I like it. Says what is on his mind. Says what he thinks. And that's true. I do. I say whatever the hell I think. But you can't pretend to love him for that and that's why it's okay for him to be president because he says what you would say at the bar and then be mad at Bill Maher for saying what you would say at the bar.
1: Right, you're standing on the hilltop just screaming snowflakes as loud as you possibly can and then as soon as somebody says something about Trump, it's like oh my god, you should be fired from HBO and I saw a couple people making the argument of like, well, you know flip, the, put the shoe on the other foot and what would have happened if, if somebody would have said this about Obama and his daughters and well, number one, Obama's daughter were minors when they were in the White House. They were children. Um, Number two, Obama never said anything about wanting to date his daughter.
0: Because somebody's going to say, well, what if we said it now? And I'm going to say, Obama's relationship with his daughters is different than Trump's, so it would seem out of line to say this about him.
1: And number three... Obama's daughters had no role within the White House outside of being his daughters, where Ivanka Trump has an office in the White House, has a job in the White House, has a responsibility to the White House, to the, I mean she's an employee.
0: So this would have been like saying this about yeah, another female aide working for another president which again, somebody will say well that's low brow," and it is a little but welcome to late night television and I just I don't understand how the same crowd that's like quit being so PC what do you need a safe space now need safe space from what Bill Maher is doing now and you know what Bill Maher is doing did you think did you think when you turned on Bill Maher's show that he was going to sit there and victory lap for Donald Trump never
1: I think it's got to be a frustrating place because let's be let's be real about it. Like Ivanka Trump, smoke show, man, totally, one hundred percent, really, really attractive woman. Yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, I have always had a huge thing for you, her. You're, you're a liar to An average deny size it. thing for her. You're you're a, you're a liar to deny it. And I think it puts people in a weird place because I can only imagine like if your daughter is Shaila Styles, or your mom is Sophia Vergara, and everybody is J-N-O to your mom to your daughter, that puts Every- you in a weird place because. You have to acknowledge that your, your, your loved one is attractive, but you can't put them into a sexual realm. He sexualized her many times, dude. On the Trump show, on, on The View, there's, there's a million quotes about this dude talking this, about how hot his daughter is. Not
0: only is. that, remember the time when he talked about the 10-year-old girl and said, maybe in 10 years I'll date her? 10 years. She was 10. That only makes her 20. <laughs> right? This guy sexualizes things that, honestly, most presidents wouldn't. If Barack Obama had like broken like the Constitution, right, and he gets elected for a third term, you think Barack Obama's gonna sexualize things that, that other presidents don't? No, that's why it would seem out of bounds to do this to him. It, this doesn't seem out of bounds because of everything Trump has said is so crazy. The guy won the presidency after a tape was leaked of him saying, Yeah, just grab him by the vagina. I thought for sure that was it. I was like, All right, well, that's probably enough, right? No. So I don't know why people don't assume then by your interactions and by how you have talked about these things, how you are not going to be viewed and how people are going to interact with you. It's honestly, if you were to say this about Obama's daughters, it would feel like you were beating up a blind kid because I'd be like, what are you doing that for? Like, that's really weird. Where with Trump, it's like, yeah, dude, he talks about banging her, so I guess, I mean, I don't think it's that crazy that Bill Maher made a joke alluding to that it could happen when the guy himself made jokes about it it happening. You see what I'm saying? This isn't an anti-Trump thing. This is anti-people who support him, who are outraged over this, because this is you being fake outraged the way you're always talking about other people being fake outraged, and I will say that. I'm consistent on that, right? I hate fake outrage over anything. You're not really mad about anything. You just need listen to, right? Not enough attention being paid to you at the dinner table. You just need listen to, right? Thank God for Twitter. Thank God. How else would you be verified? This is not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And you can't put the shoe on the other foot because it would never happen. It would never happen. And I'm not looking to protect Obama's daughters. The way I'm not looking to protect Ivanka. It would seem strange because of that man's interaction with women in general and his daughters and his wife. Donald Trump has been seen, what, constantly walking in front of his wife, not holding doors for her and stuff. I mean, dude, there are little things. So people are going to assume that they can have a different relationship in their dialogue while talking about Donald Trump and women because he has had a different dialogue than other men have while having a public profession. That's all. That's all that's happened. Win yourself $1,000 if you're still willing to listen to us at 810 this morning.
1: Barry's show on Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the program on Rock 106.9, where you are going to win yourself Ohio Championship wrestling tickets for their event this Saturday. Steel cage match.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very excited! Yeah, you got a uh, you got a uh, dart star Matt Taylor taking on No Shame Jimmy Shane. Also, retirement match. A uh, Juice Jennings going up against Sherman Tank. Good stuff right there. I'm taking you at your word. I uh, <laughs> I don't know if what Matthew Van just said is true or not. I have no idea. At the very least, uh, this show is uh, to help out the uh, J Babe Stern Community Center, which is a staple of Canton, Ohio. Well, I like that. Um, and uh, yeah, honestly, a great night of wrestling action and a great cause to uh, get behind. So All Saturday right. night, I will see you there. All right, I can get behind that.
0: If you have not seen the Blade Runner trailer yet that's online for you wrqk.com in the Sandsbury Show section I will tell you that I found it to be underwhelming people are telling me how excited I should be for this movie and how it's gonna be so good and oh my god the trailer looks so good I watched it I was a little un- underwhelmed by it but vote for yourself take a view there up uh, at nine o'clock is new tour Tuesday new Harry Styles new lady Annabellum, and Fozzie all part of that this morning so if you've lost a loved one you know it's a um, well it's a traumatizing experience of course And I've never lost, like, a wife or, like, you know, a fiancé or anything like that, but I have had grandparents die. One of my parents is no longer with us, and uh, my mom any day now. And so, like, I kind of... A little bit of a joke there, sorry. And uh, I... uh, So, you know, I've been through this, but not, like, losing, like, a life partner. Like, that would be very tough.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think there's any way to quantify, you know, which is the most painful loss, but, yeah, dude, losing your partner is going to be a a tough, tough thing to do there.
0: Yeah, so a guy lost his wife Wendy. She died at their home in England. She was battling cervical cancer for over 10 years. Yeah. So, long, painful. Yeah, that. that's a long stretch to have, you know, to have cancer to be dealing with that a decade plus. That's tough. That's
1: yeah. hard. And I mean, you know, obviously the 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 advancements made in cancer research and treatment have just been phenomenal, but uh, that's that's tough, man. It is. There's I'm sure that was one hell of a roller coaster.
0: And he uh, claims he was determined to keep her at the house and not hand her over to a funeral director. That's no, weird.
1: Wait, keep her at the house. Well, yeah. She's already dead. I'm yes. talking like, oh, well, I don't want her to be in a hospital or hospice. I want her to be at home. I get that. But why? Why not why wouldn't he give her dead body up? He says he wanted. He says here. That staying close
0: to a loved one's dead body should be nothing to be scared of, he says. So he washed and dressed her body placed it in a coffin, which he was referring to as a cocoon, and then placed it in their bedroom. And he insists it should be the way we treat our dead, saying it allowed him and the boys to come to terms with their devastating loss. Wendy died very peacefully, fully sedated, in no pain, and in our arms. She looked absolutely beautiful, he says, just like the way she always did in life. No effort, no makeup, just radiant beauty. We have been fooled by TV and films into thinking there's something to be scared about with dead bodies. There's not, I can assure you. Wendy, 50 years old, was diagnosed with cervical cancer back in 06, after the couple's 40th birthday. Apparently, they uh, shared a a birthday close to one another. She had shunned off uh, chemotherapy, in radiation, and embraced natural health, Russell said. Um, she was determined to die at home and was named by Russell and the boys until her death. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. They took care of her at home, essentially, is what this is saying. Okay. But he didn't give her over to a funeral director. And he says, keeping the dead body. Now, when I first read the headline, it was like, Man sleeps with dead body. And I was like, Oh my God, did he actually have this woman in his bed? Which would have been like really creepy to like falling asleep and like gripping it and like spooning a dead body.
1: But even like a casket in the house with your kids, I don't know. It's just. Now, obviously, once upon a time, funeral homes weren't a thing, and and and, and families had to deal with this. You, right, you, you, but you, you, but you said it
0: perfectly right there. You had to, which is why this business was created. It was to help make an, an unpleasant thing easier for you.
1: I, I don't know if you know. And obviously, I think everyone would handle this differently, but in some cases, in some families, in some situations, maybe it's not making it easier for them. Maybe the maybe the healthier thing to do is for you to be the one who takes care of your loved one and their final you know moments on earth before before you put them in the ground there so like listen am I am I am I stepping up and saying like yo I want to start taking care of dead bodies no but I can understand why that would be cathartic for some people
0: he says keeping her at home was like an emotional decompression chamber see I worry about you though at that point it's as hard as it is You need to be able to let go. And if you can't, then I urge you to talk to like a head doctor, like honestly, talk to a therapist. I mean,
1: uh, you know, this guy, like you said, wasn't like sleeping or doing anything appropriate or banging this. I don't know. Keeping a dead body,
0: which is not, I can't imagine real sanitary and letting your kids touch it and see it. I, I don't know, man. You're getting into a weird territory there. How long was it for? I believe he kept her over a week.
1: I, Kept don't, her I don't. I don't know what the de, you know the decomposition rate is or anything like that. I mean, I, I can't speak like I'm an expert on that. Um, I believe uh, in 72 hours, you set in. Y- yeah, I was gonna say there's got to start being a stank pretty soon.
0: I believe rigor mortis sets in in 72. Um, it could be way wrong there, but I believe that's what I've heard. Uh, Maybe CSI told me that, and I just chose to believe it. I, I don't know. I,
1: I I don't I don't I, you know I I don't have an issue with this. I don't think this guy was doing anything inappropriate. Um, I, I didn't mention how old the kids were because I. I guess that's a little bit but even even so like it, it does not you know and i'm not trying to say like oh well, back in the day things were better but like you had to learn about death in that fashion and like i'm you know i'm not trying to make america great again or anything but there's prior to you know when you deal with this when you're the one who's dressing the body you you have a a moment of you all you right this it? is this is final and this is you know how yeah, i want to treat my loved one But
0: people can't be trusted with this like We've seen weirdos. We've seen there's a reason why we make people do this. I mean, people can't be trusted with it. There's people running the funeral home, right? Yeah. But again, we hire those people. I'm saying, I mean, right. Wasn't it just two weeks ago? We did a story not even that far from here. I think it was 20 miles from here where people kept a dead body in the living room getting high around it. Like they were stepping over it,
1: right? That's the different than than that's you
0: contributing to the body. That's what I'm saying, though. Is that's why we have to have funeral directors. This is why is because do we can't trust the human being to do the proper thing with a dead body? Because if we let people do this at their homes, what's going to happen is people are just going to start dumping them in rivers and stuff like that, dude. It's gross, right? I mean, there's a reason why you have to do this, and I worry about you if you can't let it go. And I think you made a choice for your children that, honestly, when they grow up, they may wish you didn't make. I've told the story about how when my dad died and they, I was at the hospital and they asked me, did you want to see him? And they pulled the sheet off. And honestly, to this day, it's been over 10 years now where I wish I wouldn't have looked. Because now every time I think about them, that's the first thing I see. Not the loving face and not all that life and all the things I learned. It's not. The first thing I see is that sheep being pulled back and me going, oh, my God, that is terrifying. And then I start thinking about all the positives. This is a disturbing thing, and if you can't let go, you need to reach out to a therapist who can help you with that. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Letting go is tough, but you got to go see somebody who can help you get that worked out, and you got to let the dead body go where it needs to go. You can't just be propping them up in your living room and in your bedroom because it makes you feel better. It's just there's something, I don't know, there's something off about that. We have Ohio Championship wrestling tickets. We'll take caller 20. 1-800-243-7625 on those, and be right back with more Sansbury Show.
1: Sansbury Show on Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. 910, get hooked up with $1,000 with our workday double pay. We'll give you your next keyword, 910. You'll text it, and you'll win some money.
1: Pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. I can think of worse things that happen from a text message. (laughs) Yes. Plenty. And uh, yesterday I mentioned I had some uh, Stansbury Show audience members curious about what happens if they send a D-Pick to 200-200. Don't do it. No, no, no. You might want to try it. You might want to. I don't. I wouldn't. I'm going to say right now, if you send the correct keyword and then send a D-Pick, I don't know what the numbers are, but I feel like it's going to be a better shot for you. So who's ever on the other end of that, you know, taking care of all those text messages coming in to 200-200. I'm, I'm probably gonna appreciate it. Right. I can't wait <laughs> to say I don't know what the hell he was thinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't I mean, I don't know. I mean he just started saying it, I'd say it away from it.
1: Canton Ohio leading the nation in D picks. There are worse things to be known for. Yeah. You know, I've been
0: talking about cutting the cord a lot lately. Right. And I finished watching my show on Showtime, Billions, All right. and uh, the season two finale was on Sunday night. So I went home yesterday and watched it, and uh, it was good. It was, but that's just it. It was just good. It wasn't like, oh my god, this is amazing. And so my plan then was to, was to call up the cable company and be like, "Yo, man, don't need Showtime anymore. Take that off. That's like fifteen bucks a month. I don't feel like spending." Right. Right. And I was going to do that. Right. And so then I started like really thinking about this. I'm like, "All right, am I ready?" To cut the cord. Because I talk about this, I'm like a guy who's in a miserable relationship with a girlfriend. Yeah, It's like, I talk about how she sucks and how I'm going to break up with her, but then I'm like, bitch. you know, but she looks good naked, so I stay. And so I end up staying. I end up never leaving.
1: And at the end of the day, she really doesn't even look that good naked or just like, yeah, whatever, she's putting up with my crap, I guess. I'll stick around. So I started looking into the streaming services. And
0: yeah. I have Netflix. Obviously, you know, most people have Netflix now, I would think, at least, you know, uh, most, I would say. And, uh, and, and it is that, uh, it seems to be, uh, what, I well, it's definitely what I watch most at night because I don't have a cable box in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. I just have, uh, like, you know, I have a Roku stick and then I, you know, I stream Netflix in there. And so, like, when I'm in the bedroom, that's all I'm watching. And, on tv outside of game of thrones i can't think of another scripted television show that i'm excited for
1: yeah everyone talks or that i watch everyone talks about how we are in a a second golden age of television right now and in some hands i really do buy into that just because there's so much stuff and you have so many options you can find stuff that you want but like is Any of it really that good? I mean, I I think it's a double-sided coin there of like, yes, you can watch anything you want. Therefore, that's awesome. But the fact that we can watch anything we want, it's kind of like... It's showing you how not special it really is. It's, it's dulled it down for me, where it's like, once upon a time, you know... The you, same thing's happened with music. It's at your fingertips, so it's not special. You had, you had, you know, a must-see TV, like, dude, I gotta be at the TV 8 o'clock Wednesday, I gotta see the new episode of Friends, or whatever the hell you're talking right. about, I gotta see it. And it's like, no, I don't have to do any of that now. None of it feels special to me, none of it feels important to me, none of it feels like, dude, you have to be a part of this.
0: So I was gonna piece and part this together, Right. And so people now I used to have Hulu and I've since canceled it. And people tell me, you know, what you want is Hulu because they offer a live TV version. And apparently you get ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC. Right. And you also get A&E, Cartoon Network, CNN, Disney, Fox News, FX, TBS, TNT, among some others. Now, and they have Fox Sports, which would
1: be important. Well, and, and Hulu is, um, they update much sooner where it's like, dude, Netflix. It's you, the day after. Right. Netflix, you have no idea when the next season of whatever you're watching is going to come out. Hulu, the latest episode, the episode that aired Monday, Tuesday afternoon, you can have it.
0: But the problem is, is that Hulu... Hulu with live TV is $40 a month, okay? So now I'm going to court, let's say hypothetically you do this, you cord cut, right? right. But you still have to keep the internet from the cable company, right. which is the primary part of the cost, which is like $65, $70 for the internet. So now you throw 40 on top of that, plus the Netflix subscription, aren't I right back to what I'm paying for my cable?
1: yes. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, So
0: then why am I going to why am I going to cancel it from here just to get a streaming service just to get me right back to where I am?
1: This is all going back to what's your priority is your priority, doing it the cheapest way possible and saving as much money as humanly possible. Then then streaming is going to be a good option for you. But if you're one of those people who say, no, I need everything. You have to give it to me and I can't wait. Well, then, yeah, you're going to end up paying out of your nose for it because you because that's your priority is diversity as opposed as opposed to affordability.
0: I just—it doesn't look like any of these options save me any more money.
1: Well, I mean, how much are you paying for your cable bill right now? I don't know. It's probably like one thirty. One thirty, and sixty five of it's internet. So we keep you at sixty five. I have the fastest in like internet speed, like my cable company offers. Put you put you up there at at sixty five, and you add forty for Hulu. You add ten for Netflix. You're up to one fifteen, and like. I mean, it's if you don't want the live TV or you can do without it, that's where you save the money. When you when you start saying nope, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. Well, then you need cable. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's obviously what you need then.
0: I do. I, I unfortunately, I think I still need it. I, there's the it's, What's crazy is I spend all day like ninety percent of what I record on my DVR, I delete without watching. That's not an that's not hyperbole. Like I've paid attention. 90%. I'll record things going, oh yeah, I'll watch it, I'll watch it, I'll watch it. Never do. Always get sick of how much stuff is in the in the rack. Fine, I'm never going to watch all of this out. Like I occasionally watch Blackish. I think that show's really funny, but if I miss it, I don't care.
1: Right. Well, I mean, there's some shows that are like that, and, and, and uh, those have their own kind of like validity to them. Um, and then there's some shows where if you skip an episode or you skip a season, you're going to have zero clue what's going on. The good thing about sitcoms is you can kind of come and go. They're, Doesn't matter. They're in a half an hour right. there. And of course, if you, if you follow things and if you watch things more, you're going to have better character development and understand things more. But you should be able to watch an episode of Blackish from season three and not have to uh, like... Where am I in what, this? What just happened? Right. No, yeah, that should that should totally be the case there. People are telling
0: me House of Cards, that blows Game of Thrones away. I've seen all of House of Cards. I disagree. I think it's a good television show, but by season three of House of, Car- House of Cards, I didn't care at all.
1: Yeah, I dude, I have a, I have, a, I have a real problem with any show that I have to watch every episode. Uh, season three of House of Cards, that's exactly when I was like, dude, I'm done with I'm this. Out. I'm yeah, out. I was out. I can't. I, it's I don't a, know. It's good. I'm bad at watching TV the way that you're supposed to nowadays, like the way that you're supposed to sit down and watch an entire season of something. I can't do it. Therefore, I can't like when you're putting forth an hour over, you know, an hour a night over a certain amount of time, I'm just going to lose enthusiasm for it. There's, there's, there's no story that's going to be like, all right, I got to, you know, keep watching this.
0: See the, the, what would be cliffhangers? Get me one more, one more, one more, I get that junkie mentality of it. I was telling Fantone earlier this morning during the break that I'm legitimately thinking of, I've already watched Game of Thrones again, like in the last like three months. I've watched all of them again. And I'm already thinking about starting it yet again because there's nothing on TV that I like. I started watching that Iron Fist show yeah. on Netflix. If yeah. you, if you're into those Marvel shows, it's okay. It's not great. But it's all right. But at the end, in the middle of
1: this, I was like, I'd rather watch Cersei poison someone. Yeah, I'm not really paying attention to this. I I I feel like a lot of those Marvel, like uh, Luke Cage, I liked. But by halfway through it, I'm like, all right, dude, I'm not paying attention to this. Like The Flash, all those shows, it's all like, yeah, I, I guess they're really good. Um, but, you, you know, you talk about cliffhangers, and I really think that that's a part of the reason why everything feels so bleh to us is because cliffhangers don't mean anything they don't anymore. hang anymore uh, right you're not I mean, hanging i mean when 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 you didn't know who shot jr you know what i'm saying like that was a, a summer big deal and remember that dude
0: remember like the like, cris- house parties like people would talk about like i remember my mom and her like loser friends like Talking about who shot Jr. for like an entire summer,
1: like in like a cliffhanger over months, dude. You were just dying for that next season to come out. Now that you can just instantly stream it, and boom, there it is. It doesn't feel special. It doesn't feel like something I have to be a part of. It doesn't. You, you don't digest the story. You don't think about the characters in your day to day life because you're like, dude, I watched eight episodes of that yesterday. I don't have to. I don't have to think about you know about 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 who they are and what they are because I'll just go finish it tonight. I looked into that PlayStation View.
0: Yeah. Their ultra package is. a month now last year they got like BBC America, NBA TV and Vice but they lost all the Viacom stuff so you no longer get Comedy Central, Spike and MTV which I don't care about MTV but some of that other stuff, Spike I get and I don't know when the last time I watched anything on Spike was you know what it is, I don't know what's happening, I just don't enjoy much anymore and I think maybe it is part of like the binge generation, Mm -hmm. it's obviously played a role in it but like there's I just, I watch stuff and I'm like why am I doing this why? I don't even want to be like, honestly, when I stop prepping the show for the next day, and I'm like, all right, now's some time for you. Like there's a feeling that comes over me, and it's like I can't believe I'm gonna watch TV right now because none of this stuff holds my interest. None of it's written up to my quality, and yet I'm going to sit here and not do anything and just watch this box like an idiot.
1: You know, I'm sure it's a little bit of a self-serving cycle where it's like, is this show not holding my attention because it's bad, or am I not paying attention to this show because because I'm I'm bad at it? and, 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 And is that like, is that really a knock against the show, or is that a knock against you as the viewer? I think it can be both.
0: And I've said about shows like that that what I want is a show
1: that's so good that it makes me put
0: my phone down, and which is why I like Game of Thrones. It might not do that for you, her, or the next person next to you, but Game of Thrones does that to me where it's like, nope, you know what? I don't need this right now. I want to pay attention to this. I want to know what's going on. Like the season premiere of that, like I won't live tweet with that because I'll want to be
1: watching that. Yeah, I mean, when you get into – and I find myself with Cavs games sometimes where I'm like, dude, no, say something about this. And then you're sitting there on your phone and you're like, dude, you just missed three plays. I missed six what are plays. You doing?
0: I do that all the time. I'm like, I should really be watching this, but no, I better make a comment on it because that's how we do this now. And I just – I don't think this the system is there yet that is f- – has perfectly a la carte to me to court cut what i what again what i will plead for is i want to be able to go to my cable company's website Mm -hmm. i want to take a look at a list of every channel they offer i want to be able to go up and down that list click yes click uh, and just click yes on the stuff i want and then be prorated for what it is i'm going to take from them versus paying for everything all across the board I wish everything was kind of like Stars, Showtime, HBO right. that way. Let me piece and part my perfect cable bag. Because then here's the thing. If you let me custom tailor it to me solely, I'd give you the 130 bucks every month and wouldn't bat an eye at it. Because I'm getting exactly what it is I want. You're going to get what you want, which is a $1,000 and New Turd Tuesday next. Hang on. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Doing New Turd Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Rocksino there. I... Uh I'm very interested to hear this track I have not heard it yet But people have been telling me that Harry Styles Is
1: the new David Bowie um, By that do they mean that he Banged a 14 year old, took her virginity I, and, and 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 kept her on the road Away from her family for like you know Six months, that was, that was a cool thing David Bowie did
0: Nah I don't think in 2017 you're allowed to do that anymore
1: Oh uh, you can't bang 14 year olds That's an inappropriate thing to do But he wrote Starman, it's the greatest song ever Who cares if he had sex with a child I do, I care
0: No, I don't believe that's what they mean by Harry Styles <laughs> being the new David Bowie. I think that they're just keeping it more like he's making interesting music, I think. All
1: right, I could be uh, wrong, though. I mean, yeah, I guess. Even on that point, dude, I mean, let's be real about what David Bowie did and how, like... let not wipe our ass with David Bowie's name. Right. Like, let's let's be real about, like, how groundbreaking his music really was and how much of a risk that guy took by making music like that. It's not like he just wrote pop songs and it was like, oh, David Bowie's pretty good. I mean, the dude really did transform music.
0: What? It, what? What, where from where does Harry Styles come? Like uh, that
1: was like a super group thing, right? One direction. He was one of those dudes. And wow, one it, of the one direction although you
0: know what? People would have once upon a time said one of the guys from NSYNC is gonna be the biggest dude in music and look
1: at Justin Timberlake. Doing alright for himself. Yeah. He is actually um uh, the the I wouldn't say the most famous, but it seems to be like uh Taylor Swift's ex. Like that's what he's kind of known as. Okay and that song style. We'll never go out of style. That was about Harry Styles there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, love that song. Yeah. So now all of a sudden Sandra's like, you know what? Harry Styles, pretty good. <laughs> no, I'm oh. dude,
0: I'm anti dude. Okay. She's uh, dude, she's digging the well she's but, sticking the knife in the side of Harry Styles. No,
1: I think that whole thing was that she kind of wishes they were back together and we would never go out of style. You know what I'm saying? Like Oh well then we're, screw we're, him even more. <laughs> Taylor wants you and you don't want to go back,
0: then screw you, Harry Styles. Yeah, I didn't know I don't know anything yeah. about this kid. All right, but apparently he's all the rage, and it was like Slate, and all these, like, you know, online Twitter, like, blogs are telling me how this kid legitimately, this is the, the thing. I woke up, it was like two weekends ago, and I was like, Harry Styles is the new David. I went right back to bed. I was, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I read that, I tweeted it, and I was like, I'm going back to bed. And sure enough, I was like, yeah, Saturday over. Like, I, dude, there is no new David Bowie yet. But Harry Styles, I guess this song is called Sign of the Times. Do I have that right? Yep. All right, let's take a listen to that. Stop your crying, it's a sign of the
1: times. Welcome to the final show. Decent voice. Hope you're wearing your best clothes.
0: Yeah, it's not like, oh my god, stop singing. Yeah, I'll agree. Can't
1: bribe the door on your way to the sky. You look pretty good down here, but you ain't really good.
0: What? It was weird.
1: We never knew we'd
0: been there before. Why are we always stuck running from the bullet? The
1: bullet.
0: We never Oh,
1: get out of this falsetto. You hate that. Uh, Not always, but like if you're not good at it, dude, it's like oh my god, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. Where like some dudes are great at it, but if you if if you're just kind of okay at it, here's the thing: if you're good
0: at it, I don't even notice. It's just like that's what you do. But if you're on the border, it is. It's now all of a sudden it's noticeable that you're singing in falsetto. I agree. This needs to get better in a hurry.
1: Just stop crying, it's a sign of the times. If
0: they're going to call him the new David Bowie, meaning that he makes long, weird <laughs> songs that people go on for decades pretending that they liked, but they can't name you the names of them, I guess maybe then, yeah.
1: Just stop crying, it's a sign of the times. And I definitely think of this song... You can hear David Bowie influence, but that doesn't mean you're the next coming of. Just because you're influenced by somebody doesn't make you like, oh, well, I'm the heir to the throne there.
0: Now, should be important. Should We should point out, he didn't come out and say I'm the next David Bowie. Right? This is like, these are internet blogs like thrusting, and Fantone pointed this out this morning about something else. Why are we so obsessed with telling an artist or an athlete, you're the next this, and then making them try to stay in that box? I think we're all, honestly, that does a disservice to everybody when we try to do that. that
1: But this needs to get better in a hurry. I don't know, dude. This is the chorus, so I don't know how much I, better. I, I don't know what more would be coming. Two and a half minutes a song? Because now, <laughs> now I just want to hear
0: Taylor Swift sing to me about Harry's times. <laughs> you didn't have to explain that. Style was good. Taylor's good. Get somebody else to sing that. If that's not your natural singing position, get somebody else to do it. Man, bring a chicken. Or a man.
1: gotta get away gotta get away from, here. We get away from here. Listening audience is already gone, Harry. Stop you crying, baby, Excuse the butt.
0: Sounds like Harry Styles! in the wrong direction. again if you're gonna make the comparison that he tries to make everything he does as grand as humanly possible and pretentious that was david bowie
1: and this is kind of that but at least david bowie was good at it i mean yeah pretentious for sure and like dude we get it you do a lot of coke it's the 1970s but i mean at least it sounded good yeah rebel rebel was a hit It was really simple. Yeah, didn't you have a different expectation in your head there? Way. Yeah. I, well,
0: again, knowing uh, the One Direction thing kind of had me maybe thinking more poppy. Right. I'll say this though. I would want to hear one more track. You know what I mean? Like before I signed off on Harry Styles, like I know guys like on rock radio would be real quick to be like, well, the One Direction guy queer? No, you know what I mean? Throw him overboard. But I w- I would want to hear one more before totally making a vote on like whether or not I think he's going to be like the next thing or not. But Fanto, give me the vote on "Sign of the Times" by Harry Styles.
1: It's a turn. Um like I said you can definitely hear David Bowie influence and what I would expect happen there is you know Harry Styles left One Direction everybody got their heart broken David Bowie died and he was like dude you know what I'm going to he's he's British too so I'm sure it was like I'm going to go uh. back I'm going to listen to all the Bowie records and I'm going to put out my own you know my own single solo album and thought it was going to be great and dude what a turd I could not agree anymore. That song was a turd.
0: It's a turd! Yeah, that was a bad, bad record. We have $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. You're getting your keyword right now.
1: New Turd Tuesday.
0: Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Fishhead will get you hooked up with $1,000 at 1010 this morning with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. He has your next keyword. Looking forward to that. We still have a pair of tickets for Ohio Championship Wrestling. We'll pass those out at the end of the program.
1: Their event Saturday. Bash at the Babe. Steel cage match. Yeah, if you don't win ocwrestling.net has them or you can stop over at the J Baby Community Center and they've got them at the front desk. I would assume that you're booking one of those guys for the program on Friday morning. Hey, all I needed was permission, buddy. All I needed was permission. Now we got it going on. Damn it. Ohio champion, Tim Wrestling, live in the studio. All right, yeah. If we can kill
0: the second break of 9 o'clock <laughs> with one of those guys Friday, I, you know what I mean, end of the week, I don't care. I'll be feet up, and you guys can talk about steel cages and belts and no shame and yeah. whatever the hell else it is that's going on. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, no, bash at the babe. They're, at, they're benefiting that uh, yeah. establishment, and we obviously want to get behind that. Yep. So, yeah, we will definitely talk to those guys. All right, we already played you the new Harry Styles song, uh, mm. Sign of the Times. I was not a big fan. Neither was Phantom. No. We both voted turd on that. We're uh, getting ready to take a listen to the new Lady Antebellum song. This is You Look Good. Now, is Lady Antebellum all girls? No, it's no. two guys and girl.
1: Oh, an MMF situation. There. Yeah, mostly. Like all real good porn, yeah. That's the way it goes. Jeez. Oh. Yeah, she does.
0: I saw them live once and she can bring the house down with it. It sounds like a jeans commercial.
1: Yeah, it does. It
0: does. Like we're selling guest jeans with this.
1: Um, it almost sounds, it sounds a little black
0: to me too. Oh, and it's, it's got, got 70s funk all over Yeah, it. it's yeah. got that tone to it for sure. For sure it has. 70s <laughs> funk. Which again, I love. I love 70s funk. Yeah. yeah. That right there definitely sounds mm-hmm. like that, yeah. From the floor to the roof, make the
1: skyline rise. Yeah, you're killing me, boy, in your black faded jeans. Ain't gotta work hard when you smile at me like hey Are people still wearing black faded jeans? I was that's, just gonna say that's still a thing, dude.
0: Only Wrangler <laughs> and NASCAR or Blossom on like a Friday or Saturday night are the I feel like the only place you're ever gonna see that. You know what I mean? Maybe Country Fest. <laughs>
1: It's got that Friday after work patio, cold drink in your hand kind of feel to it. I like how I like how the guy singer. It almost sounds like he's inebriated. He slurs his speech a lot. the yeah. words all kind of run together there. It, Smashing it, it together. It just it, 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 I don't know. It sounds authentic to me. Okay. Feels like I've already heard this song a hundred
0: times. You know what I mean? Again, I think it's the the familiar sound, and it's got that Mister Big stuff kind of feel to it. Like remember that song back in the day? It's kind of has that same very punchy kind of thing. You can already hear it. You can already see the scene from them on stage playing it and then throwing the mic out to the crowd and everybody screaming out. You already hear it. you can see it coming a mile away. Even people who hate this kind of music, you're going to be sitting in a bar one Friday night, you're going to hear it, and you're going to, this is one of those songs, you're going to end up knowing all the words, being able to sing along to it, even though you don't like it. That, that, you know how sometimes songs will do that to you? I totally see that being one of the songs. Fancho, give me the vote on the new Lady Antebellum.
1: Not a turd. I'm not real familiar with Lady Antebellum, um, but honestly, that song kind of made me a little bit of a believer there. Those two have a really good chemistry together. Um, oh. it doesn't sound like, uh, what do I want to say? Not even like really hickey, Um, but it sounds authentically country without being bro country. Uh, dude, I'm I I'm am a fan. I liked it. Uh, they had a big. I mean, their first. I, I'm pretty sure it was like their first hit. Whereas like that um. What was it called? Was it, was it the day drinking song? No. Was it, no? That,
0: no, it was the it's a quarter after one. And I'm a little, little drunk
1: little... and I need you now. Yeah, need you now that is the was, name of the song. That was everywhere. That was that, a smash song.
0: Smash hit. Been been uh, you know, covered by multiple people. That's Lady Annabellum there. I, I I agree with you. I feel like you look good, not a turn.
1: Not a turd. Yay. That's
0: got big old hit written all over it. The brand new Fozzie. The song is called Judas. You'll hear it next on New Turd Tuesday. Turd or not, New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stan's Show on Rock 106.9. In the well, nearing the end now of New Turd Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. There. This has been a weird episode of this where Fantone and I have agreed all the way through. The new Harry Styles sign of the times. We both voted turd. New Lady Antebellum, you look good. We both voted not a turd on that.
1: And they were easy calls. I feel like neither of those were really opinion-based. Like Sometimes you just see a piece of poop and you know what it is, and I call it a turd.
0: I got that Lady A song, song stuck in my head already. That's the mark of a halfway decent tune.
1: Um, I like that tweet that came in and said, yo, I work at the Dollar General, and they play that Lady Antebellum song already, dude, and it's like, dude, you're already winning right there. Once yep. you get into the dollar stores, you know life is good. There you go. That's the home-run audience right there
0: for that, for that format, for sure. The new, uh, new Fozzie song, if you don't know Fozzie, they're fronted by WWE superstar Chris Jericho, who I actually had met once upon a time at a Fozzie show. I bartended one of his shows at Peabody's. And I will say this, as I'm not a wrestling fan, but uh, Fozzie's had a few songs that I did like, and uh, they're not the worst band in the world. They're, no. pretty, they're, they're, they're all right at it. And he was so great. Like after the show, he realized, you know, everybody on staff at the venue. Likes that wrestling stuff. You know what I mean? They, you know, he kind of knows that when he goes in there. And so he like, you know, wrapped up all the crew, sent them all out. And then afterwards he himself stayed in the bar for like an hour and a half to make sure everybody got a photo.
1: This, this all started for Chris Jericho kind of as like a haha. Hey, I'm going to make a cover band and call it Fozzie Osborne. And it was just kind of going to, you know, be, be right. that, but it turned out like, Hey, dude, we're better than we thought we were. And obviously the Oz man was not too happy about the, the, the trademark infringement there. I would imagine not. And uh, so so they became Fozzy, started writing their own songs, that are now out on tour. Unfortunately, not coming to Northeast Ohio, dude. Not not anywhere on the list, man. Is that right? Yeah, they're going to Pittsburgh. They're going to Flint, Michigan. They're going to all these surrounding places, but Ohio not making the list. Buzzman, Mike, try to get on that for me. All them.
0: right, so we have water, no Fozzy. I, I feel like Flint, <laughs> we got the better end of the deal on that one. Sorry about that, guys. You guys enjoy Fozzy. I'll have some H2O. Uh, that's
1: probably, honestly, a little tasteless, but you know what? Sorry So's about that. So is their water, dang. Jesus, I used to live there. I love that city. Yeah, you do have love yeah, for Flint. I get to call him that because I'm one of them, right?
0: Yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah, suppose you do. There, yeah. you know, not from there. lived there a couple of years, got paid, got the hell out. Now you, you know, you got safe water and can that whole thing. But new Fozzy, the song is called Judas. Let's take a listen. no. Okay, that all sounds right down the middle. Right. There's a good fastball. You are beautiful on the inside.
1: Wow. You
0: are innocent
1: Yeah. will drag you down and sell you out.
0: Well, then I don't want to be friends with you, Jericho.
1: You just made the list! I am cold like December snow. Come on, dude. Come on. It's pretty easy there. Come on, dude. Pretty, pretty paint by numbers there. I have carved out this soul made
0: of stone, and I will drown. Drag- Again, like do these again? Rock bands always so pretentious. It's they're always carving stuff out of stone. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's always like you know, here's my heart is stone, my soul is stone. It's uh, just enough. You're not heartless.
1: You can definitely hear the Ozzy influence in his voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) It's, it's, It's like the perfect song for 15, though. Like, you're just learning how to be angry
1: right bedtime still 9 30 you can't figure it out <laughs> you're not allowed to stay up and watch you on the raw and and you hate your dad you're so pissed at him. you're just
0: figuring out how to hate your mom and call her a bitch <laughs> this is like the perfect song for that i'm
1: becoming i'm becoming i'm becoming wow
0: my mind. good
1: lord The guilt is a heavy cross yeah, No, they're always
0: carrying the cross to the rock band they always are they always are as much as they want to be godless they do sure like the imagery of jesus carrying that cross and getting up there and being nailed to it as much as they are satan's like that's the, the, the music of satan yet they're always talking about climbing up and nailing themselves to the cross got it stone hearts and
1: crosses that's actually a good name for a rock band yeah, it sounds like they were open up for uh, What was that Christian band your dad always wanted you to listen to? Striker? Striper Striper
0: To hell with the devil, <laughs> buddy You do listen to that See what I'm saying? It just sounds like the soundtrack for the 15-year-old kid Whose parents are having like Thanksgiving at their house today And I hate all these family members Nobody gets me And I've been wearing the same black t-shirt for two weeks and, like, there you are, just listening to it with your headphones on. Like, they don't understand I hate them all.
1: What are you I've becoming? Jericho Homeless? Like, is that, is that what's going to happen after this? Seen, U.S. Heavyweight Champion after he takes on Kevin Owens' possibility there. Who knows should've what he's becoming? Vince hasn't written it yet. We don't know what's going to happen. Musically, it's all there.
0: Yeah, music. Like I said, yeah, the guitar riffs and all that—it's all right down the middle. Yeah, it's pretty close to an average Papa Roach song. Yeah. But if that's your target, like, do we got to get this to like good Papa Roachville? Well,
1: like, Now let's remember, this is a pro wrestler taking his song to a to a Papa Roachville. Papa Roach can barely get to Papa Roachville anymore. Fair. You know what I mean? Fair. And could never wrestle. Never. never.
0: I mean, that's laughably written Dear God Antone, give me the vote on the new Fozzie Judas, buddy. It's a turd.
1: Didn't want to do that to Chris Jericho, but it was not a great song. What I will say to him, though, is, you know, honestly, he's diversified what he's able to do. Don't get me wrong, the guy's rich off of WWE. He's been a pro wrestler in, in the limelight. For as for, long as I can remember now. For quite a while and has had a lot of success in that. But with that, it's like, dude, all these fans want more stuff from me. And if I put out a, a little tongue in cheek rock band, I'm going to sell concert tickets. I'm going to sell t shirts. I'm going to sell and you bring up all the fifteen-year-old who's sitting there pissed at their parents. But that's the target. That's of both of both WWE and right. rock music. So, like, yes, that makes all the sense in the world to marry those brands and try to milk that you know for as much as you can. I got to give you that because that is
0: one hundred percent true. It's not necessarily for me, and I'm supposed to kind of think it's silly and I'm like, oh, geez, like, look at this. Yeah, oh my God, I'm seventeen and I'm figuring out how to use my angst. You know what I mean? Like, I've been there. I, there were plenty of bands that I yeah. like just for that same exact reason. Yeah. So, I mean, you're right. Make money in your space. Do it. But I don't have to like it. And man, was that song bad. That was a turd. It's a turd. Oh,
1: it was a three for three, by the way, agreement right there. Yeah. three. For up three. and down. Yeah, we were in yeah. agreement
0: all day on that. Yeah. Absolutely. New Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Rocksino Northfield Park there. We do have a pair of Ohio Championship wrestling tickets. We'll pass those out. We'll take caller 30-1-800-243-7625 on those. And Fishhead gets you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 1069.